0: Good morning, and welcome to the Sunday service here at the Free Community Church. We're so excited this morning to be able to come together physically here in person, uh, to be able to come around the word together to fellowship, to worship one another, and want to welcome you whether you're here joining us in person or joining us online this morning. You know, the Sunday service, as I was thinking about it, why do we call it a Sunday service? It's because it's an opportunity for us to serve one another, to minister to one another, and to also be ministered uh, by God uh, to us. So, uh, one way that we can minister to one another is to welcome one another. So, if you're online, would you type in, uh, Peace Be With You to uh, greet other people in the chat and let them know, you know, and minister to them with these Uh, words or blessing. And if you're here as well, maybe you can turn to the person on your left and right. We can't interact and hug one another, but maybe you can give them a peace symbol or wave and just, uh, uh, you know, uh, let them know that you acknowledge their presence, you see them, you're blessed by their presence, and hopefully later on we can have um, a meal together after the Sunday service. So, in order to prepare our hearts for a time of worship, let's um, respond to the call to worship this morning. Come, walk in green pastures. We We follow follow the the shepherd. shepherd. Come, lie down in green pastures.
1: We We trust trust the the
0: shepherd. shepherd. Come, dine at the table of abundance. We are are fed fed by by the shepherd. shepherd. Come, dwell in God's house. We
2: We live live in the the
0: shepherd's care. Loving shepherd, you know our names. You care for us. When we face darkness and death, walk beside us. When we hunger for your love, fill us with your presence. When we are fearful, feed us at your table. May we dwell dwell in in the house house of goodness goodness and and mercy. mercy. all All the the days days of our our lives. lives. Amen. Let's join our hearts with the worship team as we come and encounter God in a time of worship together.
1: I see the world in love. I see the world in freedom. I see the Jesus way. How wonderful our Lord is. Let's take this time to praise our God. Have you ever seen the wonder In the glimmer of a sight As the eyes begin to open And the blindness meets the light If you have so say I see the world in light I see the world in wonder I see the world in life, bursting in living color. I see the world your way, and I'm walking in light. Have you ever seen the one? I see the world in light, I see the world in wonder, I see the world in life, burst in a living color, I see the world your way, and I'm walking in light. I see the world in grace. I see the world in grace, I see the world in gospel, I see the world your way. i see the world in love i see the world in freedom i see the jesus way you're wondering the i see the world your way i'm not afraid to follow i see the world your way and I'm not afraid to say so I see the Jesus way And I'm walking in light I see the world in light I see the world in light I see the world in wonder I see the world in light, Burst in the living color I see the world your way And I'm walking in light I see the world in grace. I see the world in grace. I see the world in gospel. I see the world your way. And I'm walking in the love. I see the wall in love. I see the wall in freedom. I see the Jesus way. You're in the wall.
2: Good morning, everyone, Uh, and welcome to church. Uh, Let's take a few moments to prepare ourselves for prayer. To the God of many names, thank you for today. Thank you for the air that we breathe, the food we consume, the work we do, the friends, family, partner and community that we live with, and every little thing that we've been blessed with in our day-to-day lives. Thank you for knowing our every need and in your wisdom, Lord, thank you for providing us what we need and when we need it the most. Though some of us may find ourselves deep in the valley of doubt and uncertainty, we know that the Lord our God remains faithful and ever-abiding presence in our lives. Lord, thank you for being our constant friend who guides us, instructs us, comforts us nourishes us and challenges us so that we may receive the gift of each new day with a thankful heart. Living God, forgive us for the times we do not act wisely, for the times we hurry to achieve our will rather than to wait patiently and listen and discern your will Help us, Lord, to be like Solomon, who asked for the ability to discern good and evil, and the wisdom to listen and discern Your will, and to act courageously when we know what we must do. Help us, Lord, to loosen our grip on things we think we need in order to be happy, and help us instead turn our eyes to You, Lord. Help us turn our eyes to Jesus, Our daily bread, so that like Jesus, Lord, we may be a pleasing offering and sacrifice unto you, and that we may live and experience a kind of liberation that comes from living a meaningful life. Lord, we want to pray a special prayer for those who may at this very moment be feeling burdened, for those who may be struggling to find work, to keep work, or even just to keep going in their lives. We pray especially and hold up to you, uh, those among us who may be struggling with health issues, whether physical or mental health issues. Lord, we pray and lift up each every person in this community and ask that your healing be made abundant to those who cry out to you for help. For those who may be experiencing losses in their lives, or grieving over losses in their lives. Lord, we pray for hope and healing to rise up again. Now let's take a few moments to lift up to the Lord the concerns of our hearts and the people on our minds. Living God, You are the giver of wisdom and true discernment, guiding those who seek Your ways to choose the good. Grant each one of us all that we need. Help us, Lord, to see Your way in our lives, to feast on the true bread of heaven, and have eternal life in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
3: Celebrate <music> the so I have work breaking at your feet, Lord. It's less than you deserve. from more beautiful, more precious than the oil. Some of my desires, fullness of my joy. Like you spill your blood, I spill my heart as an offering to my King. Here I am, take me as an offering.
2: Your feel
3: no, is less than you deserve, and do I feel the strength, and though my days are few you gave your life for me, so I will live my life for you like you spill your blood, I spill my heart as an offering to
4: Good morning, everyone, and um, welcome back to church for those of you who are here physically on-site. It's so nice to see faces, <laughs> uh, as you imagine, for some of us who are preaching. Uh, often it's a kind of empty room, and we are trying to kind of talk to you on camera. Uh, so it's really nice to see all of you. Uh, it's also very nice to see all of you online, even though I don't get to see your faces. Uh, but welcome home. Uh, welcome home. Right. And this morning, we are starting a new uh, preaching series, It's called the B-Attitudes. And so uh, before we get into it, I want to invite you to get onto menti.com. So what we've been doing is that we've been using menti.com as a way for us to interact. Uh, Makes it uh, way less boring, I hope. (laughs) That Whether you're online, whether you're on-site, you can key in the code uh, 4790-9655 as you go into menti.com. Uh, And then you'll see the starting slides. What this allows us to do is for you to kind of uh, interact by sharing your responses, your insights, um, your answers uh, to some of the questions we're going to have today in the sermon. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to build up this sermon together. And that it will be hopefully richer for all of us as well. Okay? So you can go into menti.com on that uh, code 47909655. Okay. Okay. And so we're starting a new sermon series today. And it's called Blessed, the Beatitudes. And I love that, right? I mean, Gary came up with the Beatitudes, right? Because we're so used to calling it the Beatitudes in general. Um, but how much of it is really about our attitudes? And so if you've been in church long enough, you're probably familiar with this, right? The Beatitudes. They're one of the probably most commonly memorized texts in Sunday school. And you would have at least heard a sermon or two about it, you know, sometime. And these eight short sayings, and they're called the Beatitudes because they all begin with the phrase, Blessed are, they lay out Jesus' core teachings in a significant way. And they show us what God is really about. So, without referring to your Bibles, for those of you who may be familiar, let me ask you, right, which of the Beatitudes do you remember? Right. So you don't have to type out the whole thing, you can, blessed are, just fill in the blank. Okay? Which of the Beatitudes that com- comes to your mind? Right? Those that you might remember. All right? I don't mean to test your memory so early in the morning, okay? <laughs> it's just that, you know, I thought it'd be nice, right? You'd be surprised at actually the things that you remember, you know, at the back of your mind, even if you're not thinking about it, right? Yes, blessed are the poor, the poor in spirit, absolutely, the poor in spirit. Peacemakers, yes, the meek. Blessed are the children. Well, Jesus did bless the children. It doesn't appear in the Beatitudes, but definitely a childlike spirit is wonderful. The merciful, yes, those who mourn, very good. Yes. So you see a lot of poor in spirit, peacemakers, meek. And those who mourn, blessed are me and my family. Indeed, you are. You are blessed. All right. very good. So you see, we see a lot of people put in poor and spirit, meek peacemakers. You do remember a lot of the Beatitudes, right? And imagine you're one of the crowds following Jesus, right? This new teacher who has been gaining so much attention. And some of you came from Galilee, and some from the Decapolis, some from Jerusalem, some from Judea. And then you follow Jesus up onto the mountainside and he sits down and the disciples are gathered all around and you're part of that crowd straining to see and to hear him. And what is this wise teacher going to say? What is he going to teach us? And he begins with, Blessed are. And then you nod because it's a very familiar way of teaching in the Jewish culture. People would say things like, Blessed are those who eat vegetables, for they will not be constipated. It's a very familiar form of teaching, right? Um, Wise sayings, if you will. But as Jesus speaks, you realize that it's a familiar form of teaching, but the content is completely surprising, even shocking. He says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And so actually, when you say children, well, I guess it's true, right? It does appear here. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. As part of a crowd, you're not sure you heard Jesus correctly. I mean, what is this person saying? It sounds like Jesus is turning the values of the world upside down. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. That just doesn't make sense. It's all upside down. And that is how the world is, right? To be poor in spirit, merciful and meek, will get you nowhere in a culture grounded in competition and fear. But you know, I don't think Jesus is talking about how the world is. Jesus is talking about how the world is meant to be and what God is really all about. In God's kingdom, those who receive God's favour are not the privileged classes of the Roman Empire or the Jewish religious establishment. The Beatitudes are spoken to those whom God deems worthy, not by virtue of their own achievements or status in society, but because God says you are worthy regardless of who you are or what you've done, you're worthy just because. And not only that, God chooses to be on the side of the weak, the forgotten, the despised, the justice seekers, the peacemakers, and those persecuted because of their beliefs. Jesus was basically teaching an alternative wisdom, the reign of God, the kingdom of God, which overturns the conventional trust that we have in power, possessions, and prestige. And we see this even in the people that were surrounding and following Jesus, right? The twelve disciples were fishermen, which was hardly a prestigious position or career. The crowds of people who followed him were on the margins of society under the Roman Empire. The poor, the sick, the afflicted, those possessed by demons, people who are kind of regarded as the losers in society. And these were the people Jesus was talking to on that Sermon on the Mount. And he makes it very clear. He says, no, you are not losers. You are to be called children of God. Yours is the kingdom of heaven. You are the salt. You are the light. In God's kingdom, these people are blessed. So what does it actually mean to be blessed? We talk about blessing and being blessed in church very often. But what does it mean to be blessed? What does it mean to you to be blessed? So please help share. What does it mean to be blessed to you? This word is used so often, right, in church. In a variety of ways, right? And So to be blessed is to be highly favoured, yes? Happy, to be seen, wow, that's beautiful. To be loved, mm -hmm. to be accepted, to have God's favour, to be able to, being able to do good, mm -hmm, okay? To be rewarded, mm -hmm. right? Basically, we see happy a lot, to be loved, Definitely, to be spoken well of, that God will be with us. Mm, That's lovely. Taken care of, family, peace, harmony, believed in, Mm -hmm. right? It's important, absolutely, that good things go your way, yeah? I mean, we kind of have that feeling, right? That to be blessed means good things go our way. To have a sense of abundance, mm -hmm. to have friends that help you, to be grateful, to be fulfilling destiny. Wow, yeah. That's amazing. I mean, some of you have come up really, you know, be complete. Yes. Wonderful. I think some of you came up really, really um, creative and beautiful things about what it means to be blessed to you. You know, this word is used often in a variety of ways, right? Um, and sometimes you use it in this way and it's beautiful. And maybe you've also seen or heard people express how blessed they are on social media Have you seen it? Hashtag blessed Whether it's sharing about a new car or a renovated kitchen or an exotic vacation And it's common for people to share boldly without apology I'm so blessed And I want to say there's nothing wrong with that We are grateful for all that we have been given in this life and all those things are wonderful things as well. It is a blessing in some ways. But let's be clear. There's a difference between being blessed and being privileged. And many of us are privileged without being realizing it, right? Including me. And it's important for us to be aware of what comes from our privilege. And I guess it will probably be uncomfortable, right? Imagine you share incredible photos, right, of your exotic vacation on social media saying, oh, I'm so privileged, right? It would probably be more honest, but it would be uncomfortable. And I made this distinction between us talking about being blessed and being privileged because I think about all those who are impoverished and disadvantaged in our world and what would we tell them? that God continually blesses us with all these expensive meals and trips around the world while they are ignored? You see, the word beatitude literally means, and some of you said it, God's blessings or favour, right? So in a biblical sense, a blessing is a favour or a gift bestowed by God. And here in the Sermon on the Mount, we hear a list of blessings from Jesus that are quite unexpected and astounding. In fact, they are not blessings that we would re- usually recognise as blessings. And because we don't really know how to make sense of them, some of us would take the Beatitudes, and you know, some of us have made them into a to-do list, or to-be list. And we think of this list as a sort of challenge, or maybe even new commandments, right? Perhaps if I'm meeker, or monier, or purer, or more persecuted, then I can get a blessing. But that's actually the wrong way of understanding these statements. There are no shoulds or should nots in the Beatitudes, if you notice. These statements describe what already is. It was more like Jesus was saying out and looking out at all the people who had come to listen and he was saying to them, I see you and where you are. And I want you to know that you are blessed Not hashtag blessed in the conventional way we understand blessing Not the type of blessed that is really just kind of a bit like religious bragging About how we are living right and therefore we are blessed This blessed isn't that In fact, this blessed is almost the opposite of that This blessed says that in the face of all That doesn't seem very blessed about your situation In the face of really tough Circumstances, God is with you. God has not abandoned you. God sees you and loves you. And what the world sees as success and blessing is different from what God sees. Nada Boatsweber suggested the Beatitudes aren't about a list of conditions, but just an actual moment of blessing. Of Jesus proclaiming a blessing over the people as everyone gathers together. They are a starting place for all the teaching that Jesus is about to do. So, a similar amount, if you see the whole chapter of chapter 5 in Matthew, you'll see that Jesus has a lot of things to tell them. But at the starting place, Jesus starts with a proclamation of blessing over the people. Perhaps Jesus wanted to encourage them and remind them what God values is not what the world values. What if Jesus looked out and saw a crowd of people who were hungry and broken and discouraged and had come to believe that they did not deserve to be blessed? We know that the Sermon on the Mount would go on to tell people a lot about what to do. But what if in these beginning moments, Jesus wanted to start by telling them what they already are, Blessed and beloved They are already blessed and beloved And Jesus had come from the Jordan Before this Where he was baptized by John And if you remember What Jesus heard As he was coming out of the water And perhaps Jesus after hearing God's voice Proclaiming his belovedness Was trying to make sure everyone knew That they were beloved too Regardless he begins with, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven So we've heard this verse probably at various times in our lives But what do you understand poor in spirit to mean? What does poor in spirit mean? Right? So please share what you think poor in spirit means or what you've heard poor in spirit um, was meant to mean So poor in spirit. We see it sometimes we think of it as being sad, being depressed, oppressed and depressed. Sad, depressed, tired. Those are straight from God. Humble, Mm -hmm. yearning for God's love and grace. Discouraged, and we see discouraged a few times. Not walking with God. Interesting. Exhausted, maybe? Sad, downcast or discouraged Lack of faith well, Okay, In a disadvantaged position Distant from God, disheartened, dejected Overwhelmed, longing to Find the reason of life Dejected, wow Right, so poor in spirit Right, some people say Lost, not part of the spiritual elite Yes, not having enough The Holy Spirit is power and love Defeated So it's interesting, right, when we actually think about the words Poor in spirit, you're know, like it sounds in our modern-day language, right? as something that is discouraging, disheartened, even distant from God, dejected, right, defeated. It, it kind of sounds like that, right? And yet Jesus says you're blessed. What does that actually mean? Jesus says you're blessed when you recognise you are spiritually poor. You see, the poor in spirit are actually not those who are just discouraged or dejected or depressed. It's people who recognise that they are spiritually poor. And what that means is that the poor in spirit know that there are few spiritual resources within themselves. They know that they can't do it alone. Whether you're depressed, whether you're happy, They know they can't do it alone, and they need help from above. This is what poor in spirit means. The poor in spirit know they need God, that we need God and the kingdom of God. You realise that Jesus uses the present tense, the kingdom of God is theirs. He doesn't say will be, right? It's not future tense. It's a present day reality. When we are able to acknowledge our need for God, our spiritual poverty, no matter what situation we are in, the kingdom of God is ours and we are blessed. God's kingdom doesn't come later. It is now, right now. Cynthia Bojo says, from a wisdom perspective, poor in spirit means an inner attitude of receptivity and openness. One is blessed because only in this state is it possible to receive anything. When you recognize the need in your heart for God, that is when you're able to receive anything. She shares a Zen story about a young seeker, keen to become the student of a certain master, and is invited to an interview at the master's house. So when this seeker, he went to visit the master, the master invited him in and poured him a cup of tea. And the student rambles on about all his spiritual experience, his past teachers, his insights and skills, his pet philosophies, and Master listens silently and continues to pour the cup of tea. He pours and pours and pours, and even when the cup is overflowing, he keeps right on pouring. And eventually, a student notices what's going on he interrupts his own monologue to say, Stop! Stop pouring it! The the cup is full! And the teacher says, Yes, and so are you. How can I possibly teach you? You see, this is a sobering lesson for us too. In our day-to-day lives, are we so full of ourselves that we can't receive anything from God? Are we so full of our own ego? So full of our own worries, anxieties? So full of the demands of life? So full of our own expectations and the expectations of others that we feel overwhelmed? We need to learn to empty ourselves so we can receive from God. And who better to learn from? Jesus is our ultimate role model for self-emptying. He gave up equality with God, the writer of Philippians tells us. He emptied himself, was born in human form, and became obedient to the point of giving up his life. And Jesus modeled the path of kenosis, which is what we call self-emptying. It's taken from the Greek word in Paul's letter to Philippians, and it means to let go. To empty oneself. You see, in Jesus, this self-emptying pattern revealed itself as not love stored up, but as love utterly poured out. So this emptying is not just emptying for the sake of emptying, but it's to pour out love. In Jesus, God shows us what it looks like to be this vulnerable, this humble, this self-giving. In him, we see one who did not run from the things that broke his heart, nor did he first calculate what he could gain from a situation. Jesus sought instead to give away his life so that he and others might flourish as God intends. But how can we practice this kind of self-emptying like Jesus did? I think this kind of self-emptying first requires an attitude of humility. Is it to be poor in spirit? Is to surrender yourself to something much bigger than your own ego. It's about not calculating what you could gain from a situation, but asking how you could give away your time, your resources, perhaps even your life, so that you and others might flourish as God intends. The great theologian Walter Brueggemann explains that to walk humbly with God means to abandon all self-sufficiency, to acknowledge in our daily attitude and our act, our actions, that life is indeed derived from the reality of God. You see, to walk humbly with God means we admit that we don't have all the answers, and instead, we are seeking to walk alongside the one who does. In faith, we allow God to move us from the places where we are stuck or scared and into God's definition of wholeness with Jesus walking by our side. And that may require us to let go of the illusion of having control in our lives and instead live with an open heart and open hands. Blessed is the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Jesus is saying you are blessed when you are living a simple life with an open heart and open hands. You are blessed when you are willing to let go of the illusion of control and humbly realize that you are safe in God's hands. You are blessed when you are able to practice self-emptying and there is space in your heart and your spirit to receive fully from God. Don't let your anxieties and your worries overwhelm you. Don't be led by your ego. Don't be so preoccupied with the successes and demands of life. You are blessed when there's space in your heart and your spirit to receive richly from God. And You know, we all want to be blessed this way, to have space in our hearts and spirits to receive fully from God. But it's so hard to live into this in a culture that values all of the opposites of what we long for. We need daily reminders and a lot of support from our siblings in Christ just to stay focused on living out these desires. And I think there's also a part of us that sometimes finds it hard to trust God. Can we really trust God to take care of us? Can we... Really abandon self-sufficiency and acknowledge in our daily attitudes and actions that our lives are truly derived from the reality of God? To stay open and humble and be willing to self-empty requires us to let go of the idea of control. No one says emptiness requires a willingness not to be in control. To empty ourselves requires a willingness not to be in control, a willingness to let something new and unexpected happen. and It requires trust, surrender, and openness to guidance. God wants to dwell in our emptiness. But as long as we are afraid of God, or we can't trust God and God's actions in our lives, it's unlikely that we will be able to offer our emptiness to God. And let's pray that we can let go of our fear of God and embrace God as a source of all love. And so I was just curious, and if you're willing to share, in what area of your life do you find it difficult to let go of control? In what area or areas of your life do you find it difficult to let go of your control? Is it your work, your family, your relationships? What is it that makes it really hard for you when you think about it? You go, no, no, I cannot. I cannot let go of this idea that I need to control this. It's very common, right? I think for many of us, our work, Wow, you know, we've had to work really hard, right? And so it's really hard for us to let go of control, or at least the illusion of control, right? Because often we're not really so much in control as we think we are. Our career, our finances, yes. Relationship, the future, none. Wow, <laughs> okay, that's great. Honesty about who I am. Thank you for that. That's very honest. <laughs> My ego, yes. My relationship and how it would turn out. Mm-hmm. Let go, letting go of expectations, about fitting into social norm. Mm-hmm. Finances, time, finance, career, work, relationship, finance, all of it, right? Caring about how other people see me. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we wish we could control that, right? How people see us. Our work, our health. Mm, Our health. Our outcome of litigation proceedings. That is so hard, right? You work so hard to want to see things come out the way that you feel is fair. But sometimes it's just out of your hands. Self-image, being physically comfortable in life. Work mostly, but slowly realize that it's beyond my control. Maybe finance, still uncomfortable. Thank you for sharing that. Because sometimes we know theoretically that we should let go of control, but it's hard. And we all struggle. All right. And it's a process. Future, progression. Mm-hmm. Will I progress right in my future, in my career, in my life? Face. Yes, I'll face my privilege, mm -hmm. comfort, people's perceptions, wow, that's a hard one, right? Everything, so true for many of us, so hard to let go of control, everything, our needy friends, Yes, so many things that we struggle with, right? And yet Jesus here is asking us, he's telling us that actually the ones who are blessed are those who are beginning to let go Those who are beginning to self-empty Hard to let go of our failures, absolutely That's really hard We wish we could control the outcomes We wish we could manage the repercussions, right? You see, the Beatitudes were spoken not as commandments but they were spoken as reminders and blessings for a world in transition. People didn't have to be persecuted to receive a blessing. People didn't have to be mourned to be welcomed into the kingdom of heaven. See, these are not conditions or the rules for being disciples. The common people who followed Jesus were hungry for a new way to live, a new way to be. And Jesus' words offered them comfort and hope. And this word, blessed, says that in the face of All that doesn't seem blessed about your situation God is with you God sees you and loves you And you know, we are also in a world of transition today Right? Things are changing moment to moment, week to week And we're just scrambling to keep up And perhaps it's a different way of transition From the Jews in Jesus' time They were going through their kind of transition too But these words that Jesus spoke still ring true for us Words of comfort, words of blessing Words reminding us that even when things are not going our way We are still blessed because God is with us And the kingdom of God is ours As we begin this journey exploring the Beatitudes Know that they all build on each other James Charles Cook writes, Jesus meant for the Beatitudes to be for everyone. Living daily into the spirit of Beatitudes involves looking at them as a collection of the whole. So even though today we looked at one of it, but we need to look at it as a collection of the whole as we build up, right? And each is related to the others, and they build on one another. Because those who are meek, meaning humble, are more likely to hunger and thirst for righteousness because they remain open to the knowledge of God. They invite us into a way of being in a world that leads to particular practices. So we begin this journey knowing that we are blessed when we acknowledge our need for God. We are blessed when we stay open and humble and are willing to let go and self-empty. Because it is in emptying, in pouring out our love, and creating space that we experience the fullness of God. And so, my last question for you this morning is what does self emptying look like for you? What does self emptying look like for you? We talk about how self emptying is about being humble in attitude, about remaining open, having open heart, open hands, realizing our need for God, wanting God to fill us. And so I wonder what does that look like for you? It's a very vulnerable process as well, right? When we choose to self-empty because we're choosing to let go, even of control. Right? And we have let go, let and let God Mm -hmm. letting go of everyday expectations. Putting away my assumptions, my ego, eradicate pride. Mm-hmm. Not my will, but Thy will be done. Being transparent and brave. And that's beautiful. Trusting God and being uncomfortable in the uncertainty. Yes. Imagine how Jesus did that, right? The, the, the extent that He did that. Letting go and being able to take on new chances. Mm-hmm. Because it's only when we let go that new things can happen self-forgiveness, putting my cares at the feet of Jesus and preparing to hear or receive from Him. Mm -hmm. Creating that space. Going to God, seeking God. Recognize that we are already empty, Mm -hmm. that we need God. That actually, we think we're very full of all sorts of things, but actually deep inside, we are empty and we need God. Leaning into the discomfort of giving up control. Thank you for that. It is a process. And it is uncomfortable and is about taking just that first step to lean in. Kind acts, kind words, not fear the outcome, filled with Christ. Mm-hmm. Trusting God will provide what come what may, letting go, trusting myself and trusting God, to stop being selfish, praying to God and crying for help, mm-hmm. being still, believing for the impossible. To see in life situations the possibility and opportunities for God to be with me and grow into the likeness of Christ. Yes. Aware of what's happening around you, trying to see what God is trying to do in your lives. Observing, paying attention. And that's wonderful. To be myself as much as possible with necessary societal restraints. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. Reflecting on what it means to have the attitude of humility is important. But perhaps the most important thing I hope for you to take away from today is that Jesus has proclaimed you blessed. You are blessed and beloved. Whatever you may be facing in life, God is with you and the kingdom of God is already yours. Like Jesus, we can actually lavish with our love and blessings on others as the very first thing too, right? What if we just looked at each other and said things like, blessed are the grouchy, for we love you anyway. Blessed are those battling with depression. Blessed are those who are not always sure they are doing okay. Blessed are the anxious, who are uncertain what the future holds. Blessed are the worriers, unsure whether things will ever change blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven I wanted to end with the version of the same verse in the message that says you're blessed when you're at the end of your rope with less of you there's more of God and God's rule
3: Amen
5: We come to a time of communion. So for those of you who are at home, it might be a good time to um, get some elements uh, to join us in communion if you are online. I want to start today by inviting you to think about things in a different way. Uh, When I came in and was preparing communion, I saw the teapot and the teacup, and I was wondering what Pauline was up to. And when she shared about pouring the cup till it overflows, um, it just struck me. Today's um, liturgy um, is actually based on Psalm 23, if you pay attention, when we had the uh, call to worship. And also the communion liturgy later on is based on Psalm 23. And if you're familiar with Psalm 23, which many people have memorized, you have set the table before me. My cup overflows. And as Pauline was sharing about the emptying cup in some way, that we need to empty, sometimes we need to empty away certain assumptions or a kind of thinking that's that's very fixated on either-or and certainty. Not not either-or, that we cannot have both ends. I want to invite you to have this both end. That at the same time, the tea can be the wine, can be the blood. At the same time, the representations of these elements before us may not be what we are familiar with, but it's still the representation of the gifts that's been laid out before us, the feast that's laid before us, so that we can come into relationship with God and relationship with one another. That's what the communion means. This moment, this holy moment that we come to encounter God who is ever-present, present present in all things around us, not just in bread and, and wine, but in all things. So whenever we eat and drink, we may remember Jesus but eat and drink not only of wine and of bread, but eat and drink of all things. May we remember. We gather each Sunday at this table, and even at this time, we may not all be physically together. The table of God's feast transcends time and space because God's love transcends all boundaries. Here at FCC, We celebrate an open table. An open table where all are welcome. This means that you do not have to meet any criteria. You do not have to be a member of FCC. You do not have to be baptised. You only need to recognise that God's grace is sufficient. This table has been set for you. And it's open to you. Good Shepherd, we take your care for granted. In the midst of your many blessings, we complain of not having enough. In the presence of danger, we fail to trust your abiding love. When you set the table before us, we turn aside from you. Call us back into Your fold and help us trust Your caring presence and provision that our actions may proclaim Your truth.
4: Surely, Surely, goodness goodness and mercy shall follow us all all the days of our our lives. God God forgives our failures and calls us back into into the the
5: flock. flock. Loving God, our Good Shepherd, We are the sheep of your pasture, and you know us by name. We We offer offer grateful thanks for your loving care.
3: Open our hearts hearts and our minds to the guiding of your
5: Spirit in our lives. lives. Lead us in in right paths, paths, that that we we may serve you in truth and action. action. Amen. Amen. God prepares the table for us offering us a feast of abundant love. Our cups overflow with the bounty of grace, for our Shepherd knows us as no one else can, restoring our souls, healing our brokenness, nourishing us with bread and cup for the life of ministry. We remember how Jesus, our Shepherd, took bread and after giving thanks, broke it and gave it to the disciples, saying, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after the supper, saying, This cup is the covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. We used to practice in the past when we didn't have um, um, restrictions where we prepare and everyone has the open cups of wine that will spill some of the wine and we repeat that story all the time because it is a tradition in the Passover meal that the wine is spilled every time when they remember the Jews remember the Exodus whenever there was a reading of the plagues that was inflicted on the Egyptians. Because the celebration cannot be complete until all can celebrate, even their enemies, even those who oppress them. So today, the tea is also sp- spilled. Remembering those who are not here, those who cannot be part of this yet, be part of this celebration, because we will wait till the day that all can be at this meal that we can fully celebrate. So may I invite the stewards to come forth to distribute the elements. Please do not reach out to receive the ele- uh, Please do not reach out and take the elements. The stewards will pass it to you because of um, health requirements, uh, health and safety requirements. Um, for those who are new here, please wait for um, everyone to receive the elements and we'll it together. come to the table and feast with the shepherd let us partake of these communion elements together with thanksgiving my invite of you to stand as you're willing and able, and join in in our prayer of communion together. God of love, you, you abide with us. Your loving presence stills
4: us. You provide us with all that we need in abundance. Help us love one another in truth and action. Help us give of ourselves to those in need. Help us care for others the way our shepherd cares for us.
5: May our lives reflect our wholehearted
4: trust in our shepherd's everlasting love and care. Amen.
5: Please be seated.
0: Good morning, Church, and thank you for joining us uh, for the Sunday service uh, at the Free Community Church. Um, First, I also want to thank uh, Pauline and everyone who has made this service possible, both uh, who you see um, here uh, standing in front of the Uh, to to be presiding over the different elements of the service, as well as those people who are on the back end uh, who actually make the service uh, possible each and every week. Just want to say a big thank you and uh, very grateful for for your ministry, but also very grateful that you have also joined us uh, here in person and as well as online this morning. This morning, if you are new with us, uh, we want to welcome you uh, to the Free Community Church. Uh, FCC is a inclusive church. Uh, we are a progressive Christian community, um, and we would love to be able to... Um, stay in touch with you and to invite you to find out more about us and you can see a qr code there on screen for you to sign up or you can go to the url fcc.la fcc /fcc. welcome to be able to leave us with your details and we would love to be able to um, get to know you and find out how we can serve you a better and journey with you as a community we're now going to proceed and uh, worship god with our giving this morning um, we have uh, this uh, opportunity to um, self-empty in terms of our control of our finances. Uh, you know, as uh, Pauline has so eloquently uh, put it. You know, when it comes to the um, when it comes comes to all you see as part of what we do as a church, uh, FCC being an independent church. Um, entirely depends on the generosity of the people who call this place home. Uh, We don't have a mother church, we don't have um, one person who is sacrificing so that all of us can be blessed. Uh, This place that only exists and the ministry that we do here, and the mission of FCC is only realized because not of equal giving, but of equal sacrifice and self-emptying of each and every person. And we really want to uh, give, just to say a big thank you for everyone's generosity the past 18 years that we have been able to be a community and continue to be able to serve um, this community and as well as bring to life the mission of God and what we are called to uh, as FCC and the mission of FCC to build um, a really inclusive, progressive uh, space here in Singapore. So two ways you can uh, join us in the giving this morning, um, either through pay now where, by scanning the QR codes on the screen, or you can uh, uh, donate by uh, credit card at freecomchurch.give.asia. And uh, for here of the people on site, um, we will be also uh, passing around the offering bags. And if you uh, want to uh, give by cash or by check, uh, just raise your hand after I... Um, Pray for the offering and then the uh, ushers will come to you um, and you can drop in your offering. So would you join me in a word of prayer? Dear God, we thank you for calling us together as a community um, for the relationships that we have here that help us to grow, help us to learn, help us to um, thrive and help us to be able to encounter you in and through the ministry of how we serve one another in all aspects of this, uh, of church life. Thank you for your presence here in the church. And thank you for your presence here in our lives and helping us to come together to build um, and to reflect who you are, restoring um, our identity in ourselves and restoring the relationships in community and really um, proclaiming that each and every person here. And everybody in community is blessed and is part of your kingdom and is invited to this table. Thank you, Lord, for every person who is giving this morning, being able to pour out the things that you have stewarded us with to being able to build and contribute to this uh, work here at FCC. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So can I ask the ushers to come forward to receive the giving this morning? We just have a couple of announcements as the ushers go around uh, with the bags. Um, the first one is um, we are uh, open and recruiting for uh, people to join our production ministry. The production ministry are the are people that you see that make um, these Sunday services possible, um, and uh, there are many elements of the production ministry uh, if you are interested in being part of the production ministry you're more than welcome to join us for a tour um, by dropping um, an email over at info at freecomchurch.org. we'll invite you to to join us to see a, a very special behind <coughs> very special <coughs> behind the scenes uh, tour on a Sunday at your convenience um, so please do drop us a, a note we do need help um, to be able to uh, join the team of volunteers that makes these Sunday services uh, possible. There's only one other uh, announcement that I have for you this morning, and if you are, and that is um, an announcement from the youth ministry. And so um, if you are you know, below 30, that's not me, and are interested in being able to come together as community with other people who are um, in the same you know, demographic group as you, you know, the FCC has a youth ministry that is uh, facilitated by Elvin, uh, who is an incredible heart for, for the youth um, and work and bring the youth together. So please uh, reach out to him at FCC at Googlegroups.com and he'll be in touch with you to invite you into their um, activities and their socials. With that, uh, thank you, and I'll hand the time over to uh, Miyak to uh, give us the benediction this morning.
5: May I invite those who are present on site to rise and receive the benediction? people of God, you who belong to the kingdom, you who belong to God, know that you are blessed and your blessedness is not reflected by your circumstances at the moment. But your blessedness, as Jesus proclaimed, is that God loves you and God is with you here and now and always. So may you go out knowing your blessedness and may you be a blessing to all those you encounter and all those in your lives. Go in peace, love, and justice always. Amen. We have come to the end of the service. Thank you for joining Those of you who joined us online, thank you for joining us. And we look forward to, uh, to see you um, next week. Those of you who want to come physically for the service, please register at FCC.LA slash 10FCC. That's the short URL for um, our registration link. Thank you.